Yo, it's happening, guys. Man, I've got a brand new podcast for you. So um, I've been threatening to do a solo here. It's been a minute. Uh, so I thought I'd better sit down this morning and um, record one and kind of fill you guys in. I have some big changes in my life. Uh, so kind of talk about my personal life a little bit, some of my finances and things of that nature. Uh, and then um, we'll get into some hunting. I want to talk uh, uh, black bear hunting, uh, especially the spot and stock variety like out um, out west here, like uh, uh, Montana and Idaho and things of that nature. So get you guys some good information there. Uh, I want to talk about mule deer hunting, some of the adventures I have coming up, some elk hunting. And um, man, just uh, uh, get one recorded and get it out to you guys and, and uh, some good information that hopefully helps you guys. So uh, we'll get right into it. I just want to thank a couple sponsors. I want to thank Cryptech. So Cryptech is a new sponsor to Eastman's Elevated, but I used their gear all last season. Uh, I just got my new order of Cryptech, and man, I'm so impressed with what these guys are producing. This is the best hunting system I've ever had. Uh, they have puffy pants now, which I am so elated about. Uh, these things make such a difference on the vantage point, around camp. It's funny how warm you can keep when you keep your legs warm. Like uh, I've always had puffy jackets, great insulation, four or five layers up top, uh, but long johns and pants don't cut it in that bitter cold. So now I've got some puffy pants. So excited about that. Uh, just just loving all their gear. Their rain gear, they're using shoulder, which is just an amazing fabric with uh, amazing waterproof capabilities. Uh, cause she just got a new, uh, Arma hoodie really liking that. I think their, their pants are the best in the business, like the Valhalla pants. Um, uh, also like for early season, their Sonoran pant, their Sonoran shirt for light season, early season gear. They've just got the gear all the way from, from August to January for me. And, uh, so pumped to be partnered with the company that wants my insight on designs and, uh, really works with me. I really like all those guys in there. Uh, they're, they're patriots, you know, they, um, uh, military veterans. Uh, they employ a lot of veterans. Uh, just a great company, building great gear. I'm so set up for this season. I'm just um, uh, so pumped. I really like the camo patterns as well. Uh, that altitude. So that altitude, it seemed like a little dark for me, but as I start going through last year's pictures, they blend in so well. They blend in to the, the rock or the timber or the shadows. I just disappear in it in my photos. So really pumped with that camo pattern. Going to be using that one. And then I'm also, uh, let me get to this camo pattern. They have a, a new one that I really like that I was wearing in the Sonoran one. Um, so... It, it was designed by having like a throw tarp um, over like desert terrain. So it's uh, a, a lighter color on it. And um, let me see if I can get to one here. Um, should be there. Yeah, they just um, just making an awesome camo pattern. But um, I really like this new one um, that I've been using. It's um, let's see what they call it here. Yeah, it's a, a lighter color, and then um, let's see, what, uh, obscura transitional is what they call it. Uh, just an amazing pattern for like open country. Uh, so I'll be using this a ton this season. Um, so pumped at what this company is coming up with. A great fit, great camo, 
great clothing, technical mountaineering clothing. Um, so just couldn't be more excited. If you're in the market for some new gear, make sure to check those guys out. I also want to thank Stone Glacier. I like everything that Stone Glacier's doing. They employ some of the the, the best Western hunters out there. Those guys are, are hardcore. Uh, I really like all those guys. I like getting them on the podcast, uh, like hanging out with them, like shooting with them. Uh, the company uh, was born making mountain gear. So uh, this year I'm using their sleep systems. I think they have the best sleeping bags in the business. Uh, they have a 15 degree and a zero degree. And then I'm using their tents. Uh, they make a, a, a bivy tent, uh, which is uh, what what I prefer most of my early season hunts. And it's uh, a modular system, so it's called the Sky Air. And you can just take the top to it, and um, it's under a pound. Uh, with the accessories on it, you know, I can put in uh, a mesh netting. Uh, I can put in a floor, a bathtub floor, uh, so that my bag doesn't get wet down there. Or if I'm dealing with mice or rodents, uh, uh, something like that, it'll keep them out of there. And some of that early season, the mosquitoes can be evil. So it's nice to have that mesh add-on there. So Bivy Tent single wall design, uh, just a, a, a great shelter, pound and a half. It just gets so light. And then they have um, they have all their other tents as well. So uh, they have, um, I've got their, their two-man four-season. Uh, so it's their skyscraper. Um, so I'll be using that this season. It's more of like a bomb-proof shelter for when the wind uh, weather starts to get nasty. But also some guys just prefer more room, uh, double wall design. I remember uh, Remy used this tent in New Zealand uh, when I was there. Uh, he really likes it. And um, so I'll be using this this season too. It's a, a two-person. And they're, they're coming out with a, a skyscraper one-person uh, that's also a four-season uh, so make sure to check that out. But Stone Glacier uh, just producing uh, just great stuff all the way around, uh, all their products. And uh, so if you're in the market for anything for the mountains, make sure to go check out Stone Glacier. Okay, so um, make sure to check out everything we're doing over there at Eastman's. Uh, I know I keep telling you guys about some of these new Beyond the Grids. I'm really excited to see these things come out, so I'll make sure to let you guys know as they release. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Tag Hub, your internet research tool. You can put in the promo code BRIAN, save you a little bit on that. And uh, the magazines, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, so um, I, I write articles uh, for these, you know, pretty, pretty regular, um, you know, especially in the bow hunting journal. Uh, I've always got an article I'm working on and it's a it's a really fun format to be able to write. It's fun to get on the podcast and say whatever comes to my mind, but it's also fun uh to to write something down, get my point across, reread it, make sure that it it reads exactly what I want to say and then I can come back to it a day later and read through it and just really make sure that I'm getting out the pertinent information to make you a better western hunter and um I really attack these articles uh, to try to come up with a, a, a really good subject matter, a really good theme, something that will give you that aha moment. And so I really enjoy doing it, uh, write for them all the time for the Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, you can save a little bit of scoot. You put in the promo code ELEVATED321. That'll get you both magazines in, a, in an outdoor edge knife uh, for $50. And um, so make sure to check that out. And with that... Uh, let's get into this podcast here. So, um, 
you guys are having a cup of coffee with me this morning. It's early here. Uh, just trying to be real efficient with my time. So, I um, man, I built a a great life for myself. So, uh, just turned forty two, and um, it's amazing. I built this business, Barney Construction. Built it for the from the ground up. I think we've been in business twenty years now. And uh, really put my heart and soul in this thing. And this is the thing that's fed my family all these years. It's uh, uh, created a living where I can live in Ennis, Montana like this. One of the the best spots out west. I believe one of the best anyways. Like I've traveled all over the west, all over these states. And Montana's awesome. Like under a million people. And um, I'm in this real small community that's um, south of Bozeman, about 60 miles. And one of the most beautiful places uh, that I could ever dream up. Uh, got mountains right out my back door to trail run, to hunt, uh, great rivers around. Fly fishing has been off the hook uh, this winter and this spring. And so uh, this Barney Construction has created this great life for me. And I've, um, you know, business isn't easy. It's uh, it's not like you just start a business and you have employees and you can go hunt. Like, you know, I've, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears in this business to be able to have the free time and structure it around my hunting, which is my passion, and be able to have the right people in place to be able to go and, you know, um, uh, take these trips and, and have time to go chase my dreams out there in the mountains and, um, in turn, uh, work really hard at making sure I'm doing everything I can for the business. And so, um, man, it's... um. Barney Construction has been great, and it's like, you know, it's always been my dream to work in the outdoor industry, but when you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into a business, into building it, and, and really establish a good reputation, establish great work, and then, you know, we have seven employees, and so there's a lot of families counting on me, um, but yeah, I built this business from the ground up, and it's, um, you know, it, a lot of it's been trial and error, and I didn't know my worth in the beginning, or I just needed the work so bad that I'd I'd almost cut my own throat to get the work just to keep busy, to keep working, keep making money. But it all worked out, you know, able to build this good business, this good reputation. Um, the, the business now, I mean, it grossed uh, well over a million last year, which is crazy. And that's not that I stuck a million dollars in my pocket or anything, but um, running a million dollar business, which is crazy. This little Barney construction. And, you know, when I first started, it was just dad and I and added an employee and now seven of us, um, going strong with great projects this season. And so, um, man, I'm, I'm really proud at what I built. I'm proud at my reputation, proud of what Barney construction, um, builds and puts out there. And so, um, man, it's been a great journey for me. So, um, throughout all this, like, um, you know, the last five, six years have been so good. The, you know, part of it is uh, the way I live my life is I, I don't live in a lot of debt. I keep my outgo down. And so, um, you know, as Barney Construction makes more money, I'm able to stick more money in my accounts. And uh, I mean, really, I've got rid of all my debt load and, and I've taken the money I've made from Barney Construction and I've invested it, you know, I've invested it um, in, in stocks and I've invested, like my biggest investment are as my personal houses and personal houses. If you live in them two years, 
um, then when you go to sell them, you don't pay any taxes on the money you make, up to 500000 per couple. And to make money tax-free in today's day and age is amazing. And so I've taken advantage of that. And being a builder, my first house, like, um, you know, it was one of the problem loans in 2008 that they gave away during the, the housing crisis. Um, not that I was a problem. I used it. Uh, they could they could take sweat equity instead of a down payment, so I didn't have to have a, a 40000 down payment or a 50000 down payment. I could use my sweat equity. And us as builders, we can always build houses cheaper than, than everybody else, you know, and partly because I do all the work myself. I mean, this last house, I did the uh, electrical. I did the concrete. I did the framing. I did the siding, the roofing, uh, hardwood floors, the countertops, the, the cabinets, um, you know, you, you name it on this house, and I did it. I mean, I hung all the sheetrock. I painted it. I, you know, it's, the, the list goes on and on. But that's how I save money is I do a lot of the work I'm, myself. Now, this last house, uh, dang near lost my sanity working in it. So it puts such a stress on me, and my life has been so good since I finished this last house. Five, six years of just hunting like a madman, which is what I want in life. It's what I truly enjoy is I love... I love the, the, the wild, you know, I love the, the adventures I can do in the lower 48. I love the fly fishing adventures. I love living life to the fullest. I love being able to spend time with my family and make all their games. And so my life's been really good the last five, six years. And, you know, I don't have any payments. Like I say, I keep all the money I make. I've got a house payment and, um, I've got a couple girls to support, which, uh, one going to college and, um, we're saving for that and getting ready for college to try to help her out as much as I can. And I'm not sure if we'll be able to get her through with no loans or anything, but definitely going to help out wherever I can to set her up in life. Right. And she's just a good kid, really good grades. works really hard. And, um, she got into, uh, honors college and, um, she's going to make a great life for herself. And so is the little one, you know, so, um, you know, they're doing big things, but, um, I, I just, um, it was time for me to take the next step in my personal investments and um, time for me to sell this little house that I love and uh, build a new one. But the problem is, is there's no rentals around here. There's no houses to get. So I have to build the next one while being in my house and and um, and then sell mine. And and actually, it's it's, um, you know, the values of these houses since I built this house has, has gone up you know, exponentially, like uh, moving out west has become really popular. And so, you know, having this house that I built, this beautiful house that I'm really proud of, it's um, it's been a great investment. I have, you know, dang near like all my personal savings and money I've made from previous houses wrapped into this one and then a real small loan on it, which is great. And the next one's going to be paid for it free and clear. And the next house is so killer. So, I took this on, bought this property a few couple of years ago or three years ago or so, found a nice piece of property. And so um, I'm going to be building a new house. And I know, you know, I said I wasn't going to do this one evenings and weekends like I've done the previous ones because I lost my sanity on the last one. Like I got into it and I was not happy for three months. I didn't feel like hunting. I didn't feel like fishing. I just wasn't myself. Um, so trying to have more balance in this next one. Um, and I said I'd never do it evenings and weekends again, but ultimately, you know, Barney Construction's busy and uh, we need to be on jobs and pulling through for clients. And ultimately it comes down to me. So here I am again, evenings and weekends, but trying to take a day off a week, um, or at least a half a day and kind of regain, regain my bearings. I'm trying to have balance in my life. And I know it's a give and take. And I know this is going to be a big endeavor for me. 
uh, it's it's going to be a 12-month marathon to try to get this thing done. But I'm not going to sacrifice hunting. I'm still going to go on these adventures I want to do, and hopefully I can get the frame up on this place and then have some, the subs working away. Uh, but I'm still going to go hard. I, I love the adventure, and to me, that's living life. So, um, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice that. I'm not going to sacrifice my family time. I'm, I'm going to... I'm strong enough to, to keep sane mentally and um, I'm going to be engaged with my family. And then, you know, Taylor, it's her senior year this year. Gosh, I'm going to start crying. It's like um, it's so bad when I've had this little family unit, these girls, this uh, this great life. And then, you know, I've got one that's going to college and uh, going to move out and going to start her own life. And it's really good for her. But um, man, it's it's. Um, it's it's gonna be tough to to lose her around the house. Tough for these girls to grow up. It's just um, you know, I start I start seeing like um little bows from when they were kids or fishing poles and guys just it just goes by in the blink of an eye. But you know, we're just transitioning to adult life and and um, she's trying to build a life for herself. But I I won't sacrifice that. So still pl- spending time with family in the evening. Still gonna do adventures when I get. The chance, like with Taylor this summer, you know, we're going to do um, some hikes up to some peaks and, um, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to do some things with the girls and I, you know, even if my, it takes me longer to do my house, I'm going to continue to have balance in my life with my hunting, uh, with my family. And um, even though, you know, I've got to work some evenings, I've got to work some weekends, you know, I'm still going to enjoy things. And, um, you know, I, I realize it's a big sacrifice. Like this is a... This is a huge challenge. Like the last five, six years, like um, it's it's been fairly easy for me to manage. Sure, I have issues and I have projects and things that need to get done, but I'm able to manage that. I'm able to manage the podcast. I'm able to manage uh, my hunting and 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 get a bunch of free time to go hunting. And so, like you know, I built this great life for myself. I don't stress over bills. Like I've got money in the bank, and and more money doesn't really change my life at all. But what it does is I'm trying to build the best life I can. And um, you know, I I want to I. I want to be successful at backcountry hunting. I also want to be successful at life. I want to build this good life for me and my family. And part of this is like building these houses. So this is like a challenge for me. This is uh, really going to challenge me to my core. Like, um, you know, just handling the the stress load of the different projects I have under Barney Construction and then handling this house, trying to manage my family, trying to manage my workouts and my bow hunting and my adventures. Like, it is a lot. But... Um, Biggie said it best, uh, uh, more money, more problems, right? And as I build this better life for myself, I'm building, you know, the next five years or the next 10 years to have an immense amount of free time to go hunting, to be able to, um, you know, slow down in Barney construction a little bit and spend more time doing what I love to do. And this move into this new house and selling my house is really going to help get me there. So, um, there is going to be more stress load, uh, but I, I think like the the more money you make, the more you take on in life, the more stress you're going to get. And um, I'm the guy that's equipped to handle it. You know, I have this mental toughness I lean on and well, I'm going to have to lean on it big time for for this house and, and like what I'm what I'm working on. Um, and, and it's it's a year of it. And uh, so it's going to take discipline. And, and, you know, right now it's like all my free time has to be spent working on this house. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of man hours that go into building a house. So I've got to be out there and I've got to grind. And, you know, I've, I've missed some runs here and there as I know there's going to be sacrifice. I can't, 
I can't absolutely do it all. Like there's going to be give and take, but you know, I'm getting, you know, when I'm working construction that many hours, it's good cardio, it's good cross training. And, and I am still getting in my runs and my workouts, but more of like maintaining instead of finding another level. Like I like to do each and every year. So, you know, I, I, uh, got a run in yesterday, um, after work. So I just need to have the energy and, and go, but I also like, for me, I need to give myself some grace. Like, uh, uh, I know that I'm taking on all this stuff. Like if I miss a workout here or there, I need to give myself some grace. And, and some people don't need grace. They need the motivation and need to be out there day in, day out. And that's been me my entire life, you know, is I beat myself up if I don't get a run or whatever. And I, I still have those feelings, but I'm okay with it. I know that, that I'm, I'm building a better life for myself, a better life for my family. I need to manage my stress load and, you know, it's just handle these problems as they come in and I'm equipped to handle them. And, um, you know, with all this stuff going on, there's going to be more issues. There's going to be more problems and life is like one problem to the next. It's, it's like one kick in the balls to the next and not that I don't have this beautiful, good life, but there's always problems to deal with in everybody's life. And, um, so you just got to get really good at handling them, tackling them, not letting them affect me mentally, not letting them affect my time with my family, um, still laughing and enjoy life and, and don't get bogged down with this working too hard or getting this, this depression state or whatever. Just enjoy it. Like I am so fortunate to have the opportunity I do as like this calming, common carpenter working class guy that I built this business and I've invested my money I've made and now I get to build this brand new house and this house oh my gosh it's you know it's my dream house it's like uh every house has a budget and this one will too but um it's just got this amazing view of the Madisons that's um uh, just a, a, a crazy good views out there. You know, it's got, um, like I think I'm on three and a half acres. So not a huge lot or anything, but plenty of elbow room, plenty of room to shoot my bow. And, uh, I actually have an indoor range in this one. That's 20 yards that I've always wanted my entire life. So I've got that in this garage space that kind of wraps around the house. Um, it's going to be amazing once I get into it. So, um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And I know I've talked before, like, um, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing adventure. I'm not chasing dollars. And, and that's still true, but you know, I'm, I want to win at life. I want to do good at life. And, um, like I say, I'm trying to build a better life. Like I think it's been good the last five, six years. Uh, imagine once I can get in this place, don't have a house payment, what I can do the next five, six years, you know? Um, so that's, that's what I'm working towards. But, I uh, don't want to sacrifice my hunting. I don't want to sacrifice uh, my family and, um, you know, give myself some grace and, and I'm all right, man. I'm going to uh, be getting uh, some more CrossFit workouts in. It was really fun to um, go out to Washington, hang out with my cousin, do some CrossFit workouts. You can just, they're just such high intensity workouts and they're total body workouts. So I've been doing more of those. I can fit in a workout in 20, 30 minutes. And, um, so I'm going to maintain and, and, uh, continue to shoot my bow. Like, uh, man, that's my Zen, uh, mornings, evenings. And that's part of this deal is I've just got to be more efficient with my time. And so like, like being productive, like I've just stepped up and gone to another level. Like I think like the last five, six years I've been operating at this high level with the podcast construction company with my hunting and I have, um, but I'm, I'm capable of more. Now I see like doing this house, having these projects for Barney construction, still doing my hunting stuff. Like, um, 
you know, I, I get up early every single morning and, um, you know, I, I really want to start trying to get some workouts in the morning. I'm more of a, like an afternoon workout guy. And so the morning I just dive into my paperwork and I've got to respond to emails and texts. I've got to get, uh, billings done. I've got to get, um, podcasts out to you guys. Like I record podcasts. So like I've just, um, just stepped up and I'm just being more productive with my time so I can spend more hours working on the house uh, so I can spend evenings with my family or whatever the case is and so um, it's just amazing what um, humans are capable of I'm definitely taking on more stress and I feel that um, and and I hate to admit it but like I have anxiety about things like sometimes I sit and worry about things or worry about the outcome or think about the worst case outcome and so really trying to work on myself as well to be better at handling this stress to be better at handling uh, this anxiety and so uh, a lot of it's like self-care making sure I'm getting my sleep uh, my workouts are huge like if I don't run for two three days like I can feel it and then when I run like it's the problems are still there, but they're just like uh, uh, less less meaningful, if that makes any sense. Like they just don't affect me as much. Like the stress kind of wanes off me. So, yeah, just um, trying to I'm going to try to do this deal and make a better life for myself and my family. And um, man, I'm all in. I'm going for it and super excited. I'm really fortunate to have the opportunity to build another house. Really fortunate to have the opportunities through Barney Construction. I'm fortunate to have this podcast and support by you guys to build a life in the outdoor industry, like uh, where I can actually make money at hunting, which is like a, a dream world for me, you know. And so, like, I just wanna, I just wanna continue to have everything rolling. So life is good on my side, but making some big moves. Um, gonna do this personal house and go for it. So, um. That's that's kind of what's going on in my life, and and um, it is going to challenge me. And uh, I know there's going to be hardships in it, but uh, you know, through my mental strength, through my attitude, uh, I, I'm I'm going to get through it. I'm going to build a really nice house. I'm going to have a great hunting season this year. I'm going to spend quality time with my family. Like I'm going to do all these things. Um, I'm also going to uh, produce the absolute best podcast for you guys, getting you guys the, the best content that helps me be successful in Western hunting and other guys be successful in Western hunting. Uh, like, like this podcast journey has been amazing. We're in like our sixth or seventh year, over 300 episodes and the thing's still rolling. And so I have the support from you guys and, and, um, Definitely don't want to let you guys down, and uh, I, I want to help in your guys' journey, and it takes total commitment. Like, this has been, you know, the the, the, the backcountry hunting, these backcountry adventures has been my life. It's my, my true passion, my true calling in life, what I absolutely love, and all I want to be doing in the fall. Uh, but I've really dedicated myself to it, dedicated myself to my, to my shooting, dedicated myself uh, to my physical fitness, dedicated my knowledge base into hunting and stalking and bow hunting, and you know, now I'm, I'm reaping the benefits. Like each and every year I'm able to produce some great trophies, have some amazing adventures, and I want that to continue. Uh, so I'm, so I'm going to be working hard at, man, I got that bow shooting so good. Uh, that, that new V3X is a shooter. Uh, I'm, I'm also using those vector arrows. Those guys are building great arrows. Uh, but I, I really got this bow shooting and I actually got like, um, I have a really cool hunting adventure coming up. So, uh, within a month or so towards the end of May, uh, going to go out to Hawaii for a week and, uh, I got, uh, uh going to be hunting mouflon sheep, which are these amazing sheep, which, um, 
you know, I'd love the chance to hunt a bighorn or a desert or a doll. Never had the chance, but, um, you know, like the, the, the uh, mouflon are such an amazing animal. They're a little sheep. They've got great eyesight. They live in these lava rock, gnarly canyons. Uh, so, so they're just an amazing species, really switched on. Uh, most sheep use their eyesight. These sheep, they're, um, it's like they're on crack. These things are just, um, they are wired different. So we'll be hunting those. Also be hunting axis deer, which is super switched on. Hunt with my good buddies. And I've got quite a few days over there too. I can't remember exactly if it's six days or seven days, which is like, um, like about 14 days here in the States. You just get so many opportunities in a short amount of time. So doing my heat training for that, really looking forward to that. Uh, we're in the midst of bear season right now. So um, I haven't been out much. The The weather's been gnarly. Been trying to get this house rolling. And, um, you know, I haven't had any buddies come down or anything. Not that I couldn't hunt solo, but um, just waiting for it to get good. We're finally into May. There's some green grass starting to show up. And I know my timing around. I've been hunting bears for the last 15 years with my bow maybe longer and um so I'm pretty dialed on it like I know the different spots and when they heat up and what it should look like um so I'll be able to go when it's good here and get some evenings in you know I'm I'm really you know I won't have the time that I normally do but um I'll try to hit it when it's at its best and really my goal for this bear season I really want to get my buddy Dan a bear um he, he's my good hunting buddy, comes down and hunts with me all the time. We hunt bear season. You know, we go on a bunch of these adventures together. But, um, yeah, he was with me two years ago right over my shoulder as I shot a giant chocolate with my bow at, like, 45 yards. And uh, he gave me the stock on that bear, and so uh, I'd really like to see him be successful this season. He's gone a few seasons without killing a bear, uh, so I really want to see him arrow one. So that'll be a lot of my focus this bear season, but I'll also get some days for myself. And uh, who knows, sometimes you send a guy for a stock and you see another big bear come out or something and um, make a play on that. Or, you know, I will have solo days that I'll get out and do some hunting. So, um Bears are, um, they're a bit of a black magic. They're, they're tough to dial in. Um, it, it, in the springtime is my favorite time to hunt them. And, uh, their, their numbers are really condensed at an elevation. It's all about elevation and where you see them in the fall is not where you're going to find them in the spring. Um, sometimes it'll point to populations and they'll be lower, uh, but it's really elevation, uh, elevation is the key on these bears. So, uh, you want to get it where the snow's melting, where that really neon green grass is growing and they move up throughout the season. So, uh, when I start the season, like early now, uh, like 5,000, 5,500 feet would be a great place to be even up to 6,000 foot. Now, as we start getting into May, that's going to start climbing up the mountain. So, you know, into May, six to 7,000 feet in elevation. So you want to make sure you're not too high on the mountain and also not too low. Uh, I want to be right at that snow melt, um, you know, looking for these bears. Uh, it, it's different in different places. So when I hunt western Montana, like there's a, a lot more cover, a lot more timber out there. And so the north sides of the hillsides aren't very good. The south sides are because the south sides are kind of sparsely open. They've got some meadow grass in them and the bears like them. But like where I'm at here in, in um, southwest Montana or more central Montana, 
uh, I have more open hillsides. And so the big south facers aren't as good. They're more open. They don't give cover to these bears. Like the north sides are better with um, like little pocket parks. Like bears really like to be secluded. They don't like to be seen. They don't like to be bothered. And they like to, you know, instead of being like a big open south face hillside with a bunch of meadow grass, they'd rather be on a north side in a little tiny pocket park. So like a little tiny meadow opening that's, you know, 100 yards by 300 yards. And they'll live in that in that meadow, feeding the edges of it. They're always feeding the edges of these meadows. So I'm, I'm constantly looking for these canyons with these pocket parks in it, small little meadows uh, where these bears can be secluded and grow up. And then, you know, my main method of bears is um, spot and stock is glassing. And so, you know, I'm always looking for bears as I'm hiking in, as I'm hiking out. And in some of these places these bears like, you just can't glass. And so you've almost got to hunt your way through. But uh, uh, my main method of hunting bears is to grab a master vantage point to sit there. Um, and you can spot them all times of the day. But my favorite time of the day is definitely like the afternoon, evening. As we get later into the season and it gets hot, it'll be right at last light, like the last hour or two of light. Uh, right now with like a bit of gnarlier weather, I think it's snowing outside right now, but a bit gnarlier weather, colder, rainier, like uh, 50, 60 degrees, something like that. Uh, the bears actually tend to prefer like that four to six time area, time frame, like that afternoon. And so you know, I'll, I'll do entire day bear hunts where I'll jump from vantage point to vantage point and I'll spend anywhere from one hour to three hours on a vantage point. And, and some, some spots, some days I'll sit there on the vantage point for four hours if I can, you know, and, um, I, I want to get a good vantage point that shows off country and, and I like a master vantage point that shows off a bunch of different meadows, but sometimes these canyons don't lay out that way where you got to just hike into a smaller canyon and just look at a handful of meadows. And, um, so I'll glass these meadows and I'll sit there and, and try to wait for a bear to show up. And, um, yeah, like I say, I've developed a lot of spots over the years and I've always got new spots I want to check out. Um, so I definitely have that as well. But it's a great time of year to be out. It's also like great scouting for elk and deer terrain. And, um, you know, you see a bunch of critters uh, and, and it's wild. Like most of our hunts take place in the fall. It's nice to be out in the woods in the spring. Uh, green grass, beautiful mountains. And then, um, you know, black bears are our entry level dangerous game. And especially with the bow and arrow. Like, um, every time I hit a, a bear with a, with an arrow, it's just way different than a deer or an elk. You know, they roar like a lion and they spin biting at the arrow. And then, you know, sometimes they can come right at me. I've been charged by a couple of them that I've hit with arrows. And, uh, so I've, I've really been working with my pistol a bunch this year, working on my draw and my shot, acquiring my target, and then shooting live rounds, shooting moving, shooting one-handed because I may be holding my bow, like, uh, just want to be ready for it. Uh, if it is a black bear or, you know, I've got some hunts this year, I'm going to do in grizzly terrain. And so I want to be really trained up with, um, my pistol and feel really confident out there. And so been working with that and, um, yes, getting ready for this bear season, but it, entry-level dangerous game and bears don't have the best eyesight they're nearsighted they do catch movement they will see you but if their head's down and they're feeding you can get away with more than you can get away with on a deer and elk like i've i've stalked them in the wide open sagebrush and they're in the middle of it and i i move every time their head's down and freeze every time their their head's up and they don't see me uh the wind's gonna be key on these bears and so i like to view them from afar 
And if I see a bear come out in a meadow, I'm asking myself, how quick can I get to that bear? Can I get to him before he puts away? Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, it's like you never see these bears up close or very rarely. It's always like you see them a couple miles off or they're way across a canyon or something. So it usually takes some time to get to them. So usually what I'm going to do is I'm just going to watch them. I'm going to see where they put away. And, um, and then I'll make my move after they put away and I'll set up closer where I got a view of the meadow where they just came out and I'm in striking distance or even setting up in that meadow. But wind's going to be key here. And, and bears have really helped my wind game. And that carries over into my mule deer hunting, into my elk hunting, of really learning how these winds move through the mountains, uh, really getting a, 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 a good feel for uh, directionals and thermals. And, and usually if a bear spooks, I mean, they can hear you too. I've had them hear a twig snap and they run like uh, quicker than a whitetail to escape out of there. Like, um, especially in this grizzly terrain, they know grizzlies can get them, but they don't like hearing things as well. So you definitely got to be quiet, but the spring, the ground's pretty quiet. Like I say, nearsighted so you can move on them and wind's going to be your number one key is trying to get the wind right. So uh, that evening is great in the mountains as the thermals start to come downhill those last couple hours as those hillsides start to get shaded. And uh, that's usually my number one time I kill bears. And so um, just try to get really good at reading those winds and moving in on those bears. Um, they're also really tough to judge. It just takes seeing a lot of them, knowing what a big bear is. And then, um, you know, I try to evaluate the ears, uh, the shape of the bear, whether it's a, a, a boar or a sow. The boars are going to have bigger front ends, bigger chest, thicker arms, thicker forearms. And they just like once you get good at seeing the, the look of a bear, uh, you can recognize uh, what sex they are. But even I get fooled with them. Some big sows that I've seen, you know, that are... Um, that are big six foot sows, you know, they'll, they'll fool me sometimes. Um, but you know, you just try to get good at, at, um, uh, making your best assessment of them, best assessment of sex, best, best assessment of size. And, um, then they're so thrilling. Like when you get a stock on these things, it's worth the price of admission. It's bear hunting is 99% boredom and 1% thrilling excitement. And uh, that, that 1% is what keeps me coming back, man. These things are, um, they're so fun to stock and it is entry level dangerous game. And especially with my bow and arrow, like you have to be on the mark and on the money and put a good shot on these bears or you might get yourself into trouble. So, um, I, I like that those those extra consequences um you know it just stacks the the pressure on me to uh, make sure that i execute a good shot put a good shot on these bears um and it's intense in close but i absolutely love it so i'll be out a bit this spring getting after those things and um seeing if i can't capitalize on a big bore so um definitely be doing that and i'm I'm really looking forward to this season. I've got some great adventures, a full season that's stacking up, and I'm really hoping I can get this house like framed up, sided, and roofed, have the subs in there, and then be able to go on these hunts. But uh, I am going to hunt. I um, Life's too short, and I can't give up a year of hunting season to build this house. So, I mean, even if this house takes me a year, it takes me 14 months, that's fine. I am going to go hunt. I'm going to go enjoy myself, and I, I'm going to go have adventures. So I've been applying all over. And, um, yeah, I haven't really drawn much, but I got some good over-the-counter tags here and there and some good easy draw tags. So my season's filling up pretty quick here. Um, 
Mule deer I'm really excited about. Uh, still hoping for a good early season hunt, but this year I'm taking back on the challenge of hunting Montana high country deer. And usually I save my tag for the rut. I've got some great rutting grounds that's just absolute action. And uh, I love making that hunt each and every year, but I've kind of replaced that hunt this year. I've got um, uh, two other late season hunts that I'm going to be going on. And so I'm really going to focus on early season Montana and I'm, I'm hunting the big mountains, the high country, which it's tough in Montana. We don't have a lot of high country mule deer. We don't have a lot of mountain ranges that support good, you know, big populations that I can hunt with my bow. And I'm actually hunting a spot that's got a bit lower populations. Like I'm not going to see a bunch of, uh, you know, I'm not going to see 15 bucks a day or 20 bucks a day or something like that. It's going to be fewer sightings, uh, but they can grow really big in there. They're big mountain deer that are super heavy, dark horns. And so, um, I'm going to scout it this summer. Um, um, you know, I'm definitely, like gonna make some scouting trips scouting just pays such dividends come season you just don't waste your time in areas that don't have bucks and you know where these bucks live and then you can target them during hunting season and so uh gonna do some scouting and uh, take some weekends make sure i do that go camping with the girls and um i'll make some early morning hikes uh, do some, some day glassing out there. And so, uh, I'm going to scout pretty hard and, uh, make sure I'm dialed in, but, uh, pumped to be hunting the Montana mountains and try to kill my best Montana buck. So super stoked at that opportunity. Like I say, I've got those couple late season tags, so I'll be hunting the rut hard and, um, you know, in a couple different, um, conditions, like one is in, um, like, a, a foothills country or like, um, um, breaks or badlands country in that which i love hunting that that kind of stuff those mule deer just thrive in there so one of my late season hunts will be in that type of terrain another one of my late season hunts will be big mountains deep snow um killed that great buck last year man he's so heavy uh, he's got that extra on him just he's so impressive in person one of those deer that just has mass and uh, so we'll be hunting big mountains again for those and i've got some great uh hunts planned with with buddies i want to see them be successful and um man i just i just want to laugh and have a good time and um go hard you know like i always have fun going hard but um yeah just starting to fill my season up and so really pumped at that montana mule deer uh gonna try my best to arrow my best buck in montana and uh like i say put a bunch of effort in there scouting hard and and um hunting hard and so you know a bit of these hunts too um, I got to make sure that I continue to challenge myself and challenge myself with with new places, new states, new units, new mountain ranges and uh, big mountain ranges like I'm in good shape. Like my best advantage comes from hunting giant mountains uh, where I can use my fitness, where I can use uh, my backpacking abilities, where I can go in super light. I'm experienced doing it. I can sleep wherever I can hunt solo. I can hunt with a buddy. Um, you know, that is my biggest advantage. Um, so going to be hunting more of that terrain and that, that's like, um, elk hunting killed a great mountain bull last year. So pumped with them. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm going to be hunting big mountains this year. So, um, not hunting, uh, the breaks country, you know, I've fallen in love with that place. I love the populations of the elk. It is high pressure hunting. Uh, but you're able to find your spots away from roads, away from pressure, and that's where the elk refuge. And I've had great hunting there over the years, and you know I'm sure I'll be back to hunt that country. But this year, um, I'm I'm back hunting big mountains, and and not that I've ever gone away from that. I hunt big mountains every single year, but I also hunt a lot in that that um, that breaks country. But um, this year it's all mountains. 
all big giant mountains, getting back to my roots of really being able to bivy sack lightweight, travel through these mountains, camp wherever I end up, hunting a lot of grizzly terrain this year. So like I say, I've been practicing up with my pistol, keep my head on a swivel. Uh, it's, it's just a, a true mountain adventure. I can use my fitness. I can get away from hunting pressure, hunt lower pressure bulls and, uh, great bulls, like big, dark horn, heavy bulls. And, um, so, so that'll, uh, definitely be an adventure and something I'm really looking forward to. Um, so, you know, I, I've got to keep my training up for these mountains, uh, getting my elevation, um, making sure that I've got strong legs and um, a strong will on these hunts to to get after these things so the 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 elk in the in the mountains um it's it's like um i really do good like i like uh there's so many different methods to hunting these things but one of the the best methods i've found is this um lightweight assaults like going in for three four days and elk are so nomadic that I have to be nomadic as well like it never works out for me to go into a spot and set a base camp and hunt for 10 days and be into elk for 10 days they just move throughout the country using different feeding features different bedding features and so to really be a good elk hunter I have to be nomadic as well and so I found great success like being able to put my pack on put my my um my pack on my back. Yeah, obviously put my uh, camp on my back and hunt that way. So like trying to get super lightweight, like um, trying to ditch the spotting scope and go, you know, and I'm trying to kill a good six point bull, but for the most part, I can tell what they are through the binos. Now with that six hour has those um, 15 power uh, image stabilizing binos that are really light. So those things are a game changer for me. So I think I'll pack those, but really trying to get my pack weight down to around 30 pounds where I can hunt with my camp on my back and um, be able to travel through these mountain ranges and, you know, choose a drainage and go up there. And if I don't find elk, I keep moving and keep moving to a different drainage. If I do get into elk, you know, I can set up a camp and I can camp there for a couple, two, three days, you know, just carrying uh, a minimalist gear that I can survive in the mountains. If I have a buddy, I'll probably, you know, like, um, you know, we can split some of that weight between each other and um, really travel with this camp on my back and uh, travel with the elk, new locations. And if I don't find elk there, I can I can come out. Like part of the challenge of hunting mountains is, um, like if I hunt that breaks country, I can go day hunt. And, you know, sometimes I'll do 20 miles in a day through those coolies and canyons, but I can usually get on some elk. You know, if I go for a weekend, I know I'm going to get a stock at a six-point bull. The mountains can be different. I can go for an entire weekend and just not be into the elk and not see a six-point bull. But I've got to continue to put forth effort. There's great populations of elk in the mountains that I'll be hunting. And, um, you know, just continue to cover country, to to get into these drainages, hike into them, and, and have my camp. And if I find the elk, I stay in there. If I don't find the elk, I keep moving, or I hike out, and I hike up a new drainage. So uh, really going to work at, at being nomadic, really going to work at, at being efficient in the mountains and hunting hard for these bulls. And there's just uh, nothing more thrilling. And, and, and two, I've got to be in good shape to get these bulls out of the mountains. Like the one good thing about that breaks country is there's a lot of access to get elk out. And even though I might do 20 miles in a day, 
very rarely are you more than a few miles away from a road so it makes it good for packing out in the mountains it can be totally different so you know i do have a couple buddies with horses try to get those guys lined out it seems like whenever i kill an elk you know nobody's available with horses in fact i've never brought out an elk with horses they've always been on my back and uh you know i'm okay with that i'll keep myself in really good shape and if it's the bull i want i'll get them out of anywhere i'll make multiple trips uh, the nice thing about September in the mountains is it's usually it cools off at night. It gets down to 30 degrees, 40 degrees at night, cools that meat so I can hang it in the shade. I can make multiple trips out and uh, hopefully have a buddy as well. Uh, buddy is so advantageous during elk season. And so I'll be hunting a bunch with my buddy Dan, hunting a bunch with my buddy Dylan, which I'll get both of those guys on the podcast here in the near future. And uh, we'll chat it up a bit just about um, uh, our hunting styles and things that work for us. But uh, be hunting with those guys quite a bit. So be teaming up with those guys. Really want to help them be successful on a bull. And um, so when we kill one, we've got two guys, and that way we can get that thing out in two trips and uh, get it out of the mountains and then get back to hunting, you know, for the other guy or for the next guy. And uh, so I'm super pumped at that. Oh, in fact, I think, oh, no, I won't be hunting with Dylan for elk this year. He's got a special permit somewhere else, so it will just be Dan, and then um, we'll see. I'll have some other bodies come through, I'm, th- I'm sure. I um, can't remember. I think Ryan drew a tra- tag. Ryan Muncy drew a tag, so... Um, you know, be teaming up with him a bit and um, here and there. And then, you know, solo stuff. Uh, a lot of times guys don't have the time that I have. And so uh, if I've got free time, I uh, just need to be bow hunting. So I'm uh, going to go hard. And if I do kill a, an elk solo, try to call one of these buddies with horses. Uh, worst case scenario, hang it up. It keeps cool. If it's the bull I want, a giant six point, I'm thrilled to death. I'll make four trips in there. Don't care how many miles. Don't care how heavy. Like I'll get them out of there. Um, love that elk meat. It makes such a difference in my freezer getting through winter. And I've been fortunate. Um, there isn't many years that I don't kill an elk. In fact, only a couple over the last 20 where I haven't killed an elk. And a lot of times it's, uh, just setting really high standards and going through. And, um, last year I, I sure got close. Like I was down to like the last few days of the season or whatever. When I killed that bull, I was going hard the whole season. I had 20 days into that elk. Sometimes these elk, you know, a, a big public land bull can be one of the toughest challenges out there. Um, and that's how I cut my teeth when I moved to Montana. I moved to elk country. So, I, like, I started hunting elk, and I definitely hunted mule deer when I got here. I killed a mule deer my first year here. Well, pretty much every year after that, killed a mule deer. So, like, I, like I've always hunted mule deer, and I do love them, and I love the adventure. But there's something special about elk during September, elk during that early part of October when you're hunting the rut and— um, you know, they've got five foot of antlers above their head and screaming like maniacs and they're a giant animal. Like if that doesn't get your heart going, you know, uh, better check your pulse, make sure you're still alive. Like that stuff just thrills me to death. And so like, I can't wait to get after these bulls and try to kill another great six point bull. And like I say, it makes such a difference that elk meat really gets me through the winter. I think an elk's like, uh, body size you know compared to I think it takes like three or four mule deer to get the meat that you get off one elk and so um elk are crucial for me to get me and my family throughout the year throughout the winter uh so I always want to harvest one um but I I do there's plenty of wild game in my life so um you know I want to shop for a good six point for sure and uh one that I'm thrilled with and a big mountain bull and and uh hopefully arrow I'm so super stoked on that deal um that early season mule deer is kind of the same way. I love those um, 
those alpine peaks and hunting those high country mule deer. It's something that once I did once in my life, I, I wanted to do every single year. It's like one of the coolest adventures you can take in the world. You know, not even the lower 48, like high country mule deer just does it for me. It's this super extreme terrain above timberline, uh, gnarly weather. As far as lightning storms, you guys have heard me talk about lightning storms. Um, and, and a lot of guys don't know, like if you just hunt elk during September, sure, there's going to be some lightning around, but you've always got cover. It's never too bad. And I've been in some bad lightning storms during elk season, but the worst ones are high country mule deer in that late August, early September. And so I'm still waiting for a couple draws to come out. The Utah draw and the Nevada draw, they both have August hunts. So waiting to see if I get any of those. Um, there is an early hunt, uh, down in Arizona that I'd like to do. There's a couple units down and through there. So still trying to think if I'm going to apply for that. It's just a long ways to go. It's 24 hours down there. Um, maybe, maybe 22 down to, um, like, um, some of these spots that I'd hunt early season mule deer, but, um, that high country stuff is just special to me. And so I know I've got the Montana early season this year, uh, but Montana opens early September. Um, so that's what I'm going to dedicate uh, my first week, week and a half to hunting that Montana mule deer. And uh, it's just, um, it, it's gnarly extreme terrain. It's up in the rocks, up above Timberline. Uh, um, uh, gnarly weather, steep cliffs, like uh, steep terrain. Like I love hunting them in this these challenging rocks and shoots and slides and things of that nature. And they're just the ultimate stocks too. They're so... Um, slow and methodical, like well thought out, like calculated and planned, and then so quiet. It may take me, you know, 15 minutes to move 15 yards at some point. And um, I just love the challenge of trying to get close to those things, trying to get within a stone's throw of a big mature mule deer. They just get me going. So um, definitely going to do some of this early season stuff. And it's just um, uh, for me too, like a, a you know, I've got busy during these summers. Like I've got a bunch of speaking engagements this summer, which I'm I'm super pumped with. Like I've always wanted this in my life is to to be able to do some more of this public speaking. So I'm I'm pumped to have the platform to jump up and and be able to share what helps make me successful. You know, Lampers has been great inviting me to these Western summits. I've got three of those this year. Also got some talks through Eastman's. We're gonna do uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. We're gonna do uh, Fieldcraft Survival again. There'll be tickets for sale for that one. We're going to do that this summer, I believe, around that that weekend attack um, that happens down in Salt Lake down there, like right before it, I think, like the Wednesday and Thursday. And then I've got to race back, and um, i got to do a wedding, one of my buddies, on Friday. But um, anyways, I just, um, um, uh, you know, like um, doing these, these, these hunts, Gosh, they, they, they make me feel alive, and scouting for them is so crucial. And I used to have more time in the summer um, where I could scout a lot of these places I was going to hunt. And, um, you know, a lot of these places I'm drawing can be 10 or 12 hours away from my house, but I'm going to make uh, an effort to do more scouting. It's just so advantageous come season. And a lot of these places I'm hunting, I've hunted before, and so I've got good knowledge of them, of where bucks are, good places that I know I want to explore. And I definitely, you know, I definitely do scout, but I haven't done as much of it the last few years. And I think scouting uh, really helps determine 
uh, what the biggest buck is in there, where the bucks are living. So you can just be more efficient with your time um, come hunting season. You're not wasting time trying to find where the bucks are. Uh, you're spending your time hunting those bucks. And so I'm definitely going to scout Montana pretty hard this year. We'll see what I draw uh, Nevada, Utah, uh, anywhere in there. See if I've got time to scout those to make a run down there. Um, what was the other one I was going to scout? Oh, um, I've got that late se- I got that late season mountain hunt I was telling you guys about, and uh, I want to scout that this summer and um, find a couple new locations, be able to drive all the roads and access all of it when it's not full of snow. And uh, so I want to spend a weekend scouting that and hopefully run down with a buddy or something like that and do like a weekend bonsai trip and scout that. But scouting is just so advantageous that, you know, I spend so much time e-scouting and breaking down the unit, but boots to ground, learning your access points, learning the hikes in, the vantage points, where the bucks are, looking for sign. And they're easier to find in that lax summertime attitude with those red coats on. They stick out like a sore thumb, uh, much easier to find than come September when they have their gray coats on and they're starting to transition to their secondary living. And so uh, I want to spend some more time scouting this year, scouting for deer, scouting for elk, uh, scouting for late season deer, um, and and really know these units like the back of my hand. And it's only going to pay dividends come season. Um, So definitely going to spend some more time doing that. And, um, man, um, I'm pumped. Just try to draw uh, another tag or two here and, um, get after it. Like, um, man, life's a beautiful thing. We get, we get one chance at this life and it's so tough. Like, um, you know, it's, it's tough just to have a household. It's tough just to make a living. And, and in my early twenties, I remember living paycheck to paycheck and being so stressed and needing that paycheck to make bills. And I, I mean, I sold every rifle I had. I sold every horn I'd ever found, uh, just to pay bills, just to keep current, especially like that 2008 crunch, like hit me really bad. Um, and you know, we, you know, we might have another recession. I, I know we're going to have more recessions and downturns in the economy, downturns in the housing market. I've just set myself up better where I'm not overextended, where uh, I'm not going to be in trouble. But 2008, I had my personal house. I had a spec going. Like, all I had ever known was uh, uh, you buy something and sell it for more money. That's all I had ever seen. And going through that 2008 crunch, man, it was tough for me and my family. I say I'd do anything to work. And I remember working for... I remember cutting wood for uh, an older gal, like cutting firewood and cutting, like I just do whatever. And and Barney Construction, like we built our business doing the work nobody else wanted to do. You know, we built our reputation by doing re-sidings, re-roofings. You know, I would take on roofs by myself because I'd have the crew on another job. And so I'd do the entire rip-off, tire re-roof by myself. Um, just, just to make money, just to survive. And, and during that 2008 crunch, man, things got tight. (laughs) Like I sold every gun I'd ever owned. I sold every horn I'd ever found anything of value. I sold like I, I had to get rid of it so I could hold on to things. And here I'd spent this spec and spent like a year of my time and my effort building this thing, buying the property. Um, you know, I, I, I'd spent a year, uh, working and sacrificing to get this house done. And now the 2008 crunch came, like I timed it perfect. My timing's so horrible for sale, uh, selling places or whatever. Hopefully it'll be better this time, but you know, I don't, 
who knows? I don't have the crystal ball, so um, just not overextend myself, and I'll come out fine. And but um, back then, I had my house, and I had that spec going, and then uh, construction kind of shut down, and oh, I was just doing anything to keep busy. And so that house, that spec that I had built, I spent a year at evenings and weekends and free days building that thing, sacrificing, and pretty much had to give it away for the money I had in, and I didn't make a dollar on it. I just had to get rid of it so it didn't go back to the bank, you know, because I was I was overextended bucking payments. So I want to make sure that I never get back there. It's kind of the driving force for making a better life for myself. But um, this uh, I'd be set up way better nowadays, you know, for a uh, downturn in the economy. Like uh, once you've lived through one, you kind of plan for one. It's like those people that lived through the Great Depression. Uh, those people were always tight with their money. Um and always made sure they had backup. And so uh, that's kind of how I've been after that 2008 crunch. Um, so I'm definitely set up better for it. But yeah, I just want to build, like we get one chance at life and I just want to be at my best. I want to build the best life for myself I can. And it's tough. Like it takes so much money just to have a household, to have a family, just to survive month after month and pay our bills. Um, but, uh, they, you know, America's great where there's opportunity that the guys that work hard and the guys that hustle can 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 make a better life for themselves. You can you can be an entrepreneur and start a business of your own and it's it's not like you just start a business and you get to hunt as much as you want. Like you you have to build that business brick by brick by sweat equity, like uh, reinvesting in your business, the money you make, buying equipment and buying tools. Um and, and then you know, the principles in business are the same principles in life of doing what you say you're going to do. Um, um, coming through when you when you tell somebody uh, that, that, you know, you're going to have a, you know, whatever it is. You just do what you say you're going to do. And then also, you know, like taking responsibility. Like mistakes are made here and there. And, and if it's me that made the mistake, I want to own up to it and I want to get better from it. I want to fix that problem and, and address it and be better the next time something like that comes around. Like life is just this this growing, like we continue to grow, continue to evolve, continue to get better at it, and I am the best version of myself I've ever been. I'm really proud at the man that I that I've created, you know, and I I've done it by um you know just step by step and and um, created this great life that I love to live. But I'm no, I'm no different than you guys. Like I'm a um you know I didn't get the best grades in high school. I didn't go to college. I, I um but. I, I started through life and I started to work and, and I, I started to, you know, life will teach you if you pay attention, if you accept responsibility, if you further yourself. And there's so much opportunity out there. And yeah, it's tough to get, um, it's tough to build a good life for you and your family. But if you continue to work towards it, it's out there and the opportunities out there. Uh, there's opportunities to, to build businesses. There's opportunities to have a side hustle and make extra money, uh, to work your evenings. To um, There's opportunity out there. And if I can do it, any of you guys can do it. And and it is tougher when you're younger. Like I'm established now. I'm I'm in my 40s and I've, I've, I've built these things and I've worked hard for all these years. And now I'm seeing the... Uh, the fruition of, of, of all my effort, you know, but um, man, it's out there for you. No matter how old you are, no matter what your age is, there's opportunity out there. See the better vision, build the life you want to live. Um, you know, and for me, I built it around bow hunting. 
you know, I, I have my business, I built a great life, I have a great house, but it's, it's around this love of bow hunting is what really fuels me. And, and those are the steps I'm taking right now is to build the best life I can with these personal investments with, um, uh, my houses and, um, being able to build a new house and being able to sell this one and roll the money into this to be able to get out of a, a house payment. I don't have a truck payment. I don't have any debt. Like, um, um, I've got this beautiful family that loves me that I spend quality time with, uh, able to go on these, all these super adventures, including this one in less than a month that I go to Hawaii and go chase Mouflon and Axis. Like I, I built this life, like, man, 25 year old me, 30 year old me would be super impressed with the life I'm living now. And I just want to continue that. So I'm making these big moves to make a better life for me and my family. And, uh, it's just going to mean more hunting time for me. And then, you know, more effort in this outdoor industry. Like I'm so proud of what I built here. I'm so proud of this podcast that I've got all you guys that, that, that support me and follow me and listen to this podcast each and every week, recommend it to your friends, share it on social media, like all that stuff, man. Like I'm just this, this, this uh, carpenter that lives in Ennis, Montana that loves to bow hunt that, I mean, I just started this thing out of thin air. I just, this is out of my love for bow hunting, uh, you know, and I've committed my life to, to backcountry hunting, my fitness and my shooting and my, my hunting skill. And, and a lot of my hunting skill has just come from hunting a bunch and taking on any opportunity, spring bear hunting a bunch, uh, shed horn hunting, um, you know, and I, I kind of, um, put my focus from shed hunting into archery hunting as like I would find these great sheds of these bulls. Cause I used to spend as much time hunting sheds as I did hunting. And I, I, I would travel all over and, and hunt for six point sheds. And I really enjoyed that season. It taught me a lot about elk and elk behavior. And, um, it taught me so many great lessons. Like, uh, experience is the best teacher. And so just get out there and experience it. Whatever opportunity you have, whether it's spring or whether it's fall, summer scouting, like the reason I'm as good a bow hunter as I am is I spent a ton of time doing it and I've dedicated my life to becoming better at it. Um, and it's out there for all of us. Like we have this great opportunity in America to build this great life for ourselves, uh, to go, to have passion and adventure in our lives, to have a, a great family that supports us. And so, um, man, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm living the dream and I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm really happy. Like I'm, um, I'm really humbled by all these opportunities I've created and I just want to make right on them. I want to give them my full effort and, um, do the absolute best as a human being I can do, uh, live my fullest life, live my happiest life. And man, that's what I'm in for. Uh, so that's the update, man. That's the solo podcast. Again, these are a bit of therapy for me as I just get out all my thoughts. And I, you know, it's a bit of like foreshadowing. Like I get to tell you guys how I want to live my life the next year. I get to tell you how I want to do this next personal house, how I want to run Barney Construction. And then it's just a matter of following through. So I get to lay all this out and 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 be able to talk through it so like a like a bit of this is is therapy doing these um solo podcasts but you know i just talk about what's going on in my life what's going on in my hunting world what's important to me i share it with you guys and and i'm just so glad that you guys can connect with it so man that's the episode my phone's ringing off the hook already so i better get busy and get some stuff done um snowing again today in may jeez um it, it, it always holds on out west. The winter always holds on throughout the spring here. And um, I, I get used to it, but 
by the time it gets May, like I'm ready for some nice weather. So I, I think it'll warm up after this little stretch, but it is snowing today. I better get out in that north wind, sideways snow, uh, putting on a floor on my place. And then um, we're um, finishing a house out right now. So um, yeah, better go get some stuff done and keep hustling and uh, try to get to this hunting season. So thanks so much, you guys. I, um, I appreciate you more than you know and uh, appreciate all the support of the podcast. I also want to thank our sponsors again, uh, Cryptech. I have the best hunting system I've ever had. I'm so impressed with their gear, uh, the shoulder rainproof water gear, the fit. I think their pants are the best fit in the business. Um, veteran owned. I really like the guys that run the company. They want insight from me. I like their their camo patterns, the Obscura. The um, I, I really like, uh, oh gosh, dang it. I, I have to continue to look up. Um, Gosh, what's that? Um, their their other one. Uh, the Highlander's great too. The Highlander's like this this open um, open pattern, like a lighter color open pattern, uh, like kind of like that Obscura. But I know a lot of guys like to use that as well. Um, and and I do like that camo pattern. Um, but yeah, I really like the Obscura. And then. Um, Got the uh, altitude. Gosh, I could not think of that for the life of me. Um, the altitude. It's amazing. Like it's it's darker. It's got some grays in it, and then some greens and some blacks. It blends in so well in the shadows. I'm just so impressed. Like looking through my photos, like um, it it blends in one of the best camel patterns out there. And you can listen to that podcast I did with Cryptech that it's um they did military testing on it. Um, but just a uh, amazing camel patterns. Amazing company. Uh, really pumped to be partnered with them. Uh, so if you're in the market for some new gear, make sure to check out Cryptech. If you got any questions, hit me up. And uh, also want to thank Stone Glacier. I uh, really like those guys. They're all hardcore hunters over there and just building great mountain gear. So I'm using their sleeping bags and their tents this year and um, really pumped to use those. And uh, thanks to Eastman's for support of this podcast and everything I do. Uh, we've got some new ventures coming up that I'm really excited about. So I'll be sharing those with you guys. Uh, in fact, uh, Dan Carr and I, um, Guy Eastman's involved in it. Um, we put together uh, a mule deer course. So um, I've done all the filming for it, uh, done a lot of the writing, and uh, everything's getting plugged in now. So um, uh, a bit of letting you guys know early, but um, I think it'll really be beneficial for the mule deer hunters out there. And eventually I'd like to do a course on different Western species. So we'll see um, We'll see how much... Um, uh, guys like it, how much guys get from it, where we can improve, but it should be this awesome course. It's going to have, um, you know, it's kind of like a, like a book, uh, but better. Like it has text that you can read through and the course is going to be like, I think it's, it's over 10 hours long. That's everything I know about mule deer hunting. But basically, uh, this this course will walk you through text where you can read through. There's going to be video clips, um, all my filming from last year in mule deer. It's going to be have in-depth stalks, uh, tactics, techniques, and then also uh, videos where we're speaking one-on-one -on -one to the camera and talking about uh, uh, different... Um, different facets of mule deer hunting and then also 
like a like a podcast element to it where Dan and I get together for a short 15 minute podcast on the subject matter and talk back and forth about it. Um, so uh, uh, text, pictures, videos, uh, podcasts, like it's going to have all these elements to be able to go through this online course. So I'm really pumped, really proud of how it came together. It's not out yet, but uh, I'll make sure to let you guys know it should be out in the next month or two. I definitely want to have it out for this season. So pumped at that. Like Eastman's just keeps giving me these great opportunities to work in the outdoor space, which is a dream world for me. Um, I've been dreaming of this. Like everybody tells you, you can't hunt for a living. I've been told that my whole life that nobody gets to do it. And uh, here I am. I've created this life where I get to hunt for a living. And yes, I still run Barney Construction. I've built that. I've got a ton of pride in it. And, uh, um, you know, I'm just young now where I'm trying to do it all. But eventually, like I'd, I'd love to put more effort in the outdoor space and um, have it generate the kind of income where I can just put more focus on it. And um, so I'm going to continue to work at that, but really proud at the the videos that I've filmed and put out. And um, uh, this podcast is, is my baby. I started this thing in my basement and um, just started like had a lot to, to talk about, like about Western hunting and I just wanted to share what helps make me successful and I wanted other guys to share in that success and create the life that they want to live. And so this has just been an amazing journey for me and I'm, uh, I'm really so fortunate. So, all right, I've been rambling long enough. That's a solo podcast, you guys. Thanks again for all the support. And with that, I'll check in with you next week.